When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life, from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's begin. Hey, everyone, this is Stefan James, and welcome back to the Life Mastery Accelerator. Today's topic is on how to master anything in your life. I'm gonna share with you 10 keys to mastery that you can apply to anything in life that you wanna master. Now, when it comes to mastery, the way I look at it is that there's really only so many areas of your life that you really need to master. And oftentimes, most people put their time and their attention, their energy on either mastering nothing or putting their focus and their valuable time and attention into things that aren't that important for them in their life. They put their time mastering and knowing more about the latest celebrity gossip, you know, or knowing more about, uh, you know, their job, which they're not even necessarily passionate about. They don't really love. They put their time and energy to mastering that. And that's not something that's really going to serve their ultimate vision of what they really want for themselves or their life. They put time into mastering video games, you know, and putting their energy into that instead of really looking at what matters most in your life. And I've identified 10 different areas, and I've shared that here inside the Life Mastery Accelerator. If you go back to my Life Mastery Blueprint uh, that I've shared, and hopefully you've gone through some of those trainings where I've shared that with you. But I look at the areas of life that we really got to master is number one, our physical body, right? Our, our, our temple. This is our vehicle that we experience everything in life through. If you don't master your body, then you're going to have a compromised experience of life. You're going to limit the joy, the energy, the success, the freedom and what you could really get out of your life. You're gonna be limiting the passion that you could be experiencing with the partner, with the loved one. Because if you don't have energy, I mean everything in life that you want is gonna require an abundance of energy to have. I mean, think about it. If you wanna create financial success, if you wanna build a business, if you wanna go further in your career, you need a tremendous amount of physical energy to pursue that. You're gonna have to work hard. You're gonna have to put in the time, the focus. You're gonna have to have the stamina, the mental alertness and attention to focus on being successful in whatever it is that you wanna pursue. If you wanna have an amazing relationship, you need energy to create passion, right? Most couples, they, they, they struggle um, with their intimacy and their passion because they're tired all the time. You know, they're physically tired when they get home from work. They don't have time for each other. They just wanna veg out on the couch and watch Netflix right? Or if you want to be happy in your life and feel excited and passionate about your life, you need energy for that. So everything that you want in your life is going to require energy, which is going to be your physical body, but also your mental energy and focus or emotional well-being. Um, but also, you know, really taking care of your body because you don't want to go through physical pain. You know, a lot of people struggle with physical suffering in their body, which compromises their experience of life. You know, many people um, end up getting disease, Right? So they can end up getting diabetes or cancer or heart disease and it can limit their experience of life or they can actually end their life at a shorter time frame. They don't get it. They don't make it to you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old. 
some people, you know, they end up um, gaining a lot of weight. And when you're carrying around so much weight, you're going to have different side effects, different symptoms that are going to come along with that. And that's going to affect your endurance, your strength, um, how you feel about yourself, your self-esteem. So mastering your physical body is one of the most important things we have to master in our life. And if you don't put your time and attention into it, then everything else in your life is going to be limited as a result of that. So that's one area of your life that you're going to have to master. It's just part of life. I mean, you've been given this incredible gift. You've been given this body. You didn't have to do anything for it. And that's that pretty miraculous thing. We should thank our creator for that. You know, being given this heart that beats 100,000 times a day without you doing anything for that. Um, you know, you have this experience of life through this body that we need to cherish it. No different than if you were given a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, or whatever sports car or, you know, luxury vehicle that you might desire. If you were given something that valuable, a couple hundred thousand dollar sports car, I can guarantee that you're going to appreciate it a lot more. You're going to value it a lot more. You're going to take better care of it. You're going to make sure that no one scratches that car. You're going to wash that car. You're going to get an oil change. You're going to get a tune-up. You're going to make sure you put the best fuel in it. You're going to make sure that it doesn't get dirty on the inside and take better care of it. It's the same thing with our physical body. You know, we got to learn about how our body works and how to improve it. And that a lot of principles that I share with my health and what I do is taught inside this program, the Life Mastery Accelerator. Other areas of a life are our mental and emotional well-being. You know, your mental, your emotional well-being. Because the quality of your life is the quality of emotions that you consistently experience in your life. You know, one of my favorite, uh, that's one of my favorite sayings from Tony Robbins, one of my mentors. And if you think about it, you could have everything on the outside. You could have all the money, you can have all the success, you can have everybody loving you. But if you don't feel happy, if you don't feel fulfilled, if you don't feel grateful and appreciative, you don't have fun in your life, you don't have joy, if you don't have love, then, that's, then, then, then you're missing out on life. As a result, if you have all the money and all the success, everybody loving you, but you're depressed and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're annoyed and you're stressed out all the time, if, if you have, you know, that's what your life essentially is, right? It's, it's not the money, it's not the freedom, it's not the success, it's the emotions that you consistently feel every day. And emotions are habitual. We all have an emotional home and we need to condition every single day the emotions that we want to experience, the passion, the love, the gratitude, the excitement, the happiness, the joy, the fun, whatever emotions you want to experience, you got to make that an area of your life that you put the time and the attention into mastering. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, but that's incredibly important. And I also, I often differentiate emotional well-being from your mental well-being. Because oftentimes, emotions, oftentimes what inhibits someone from actually experiencing emotions is what? Living up here, living in their head, over-analyzing things, micromanaging everything, and living up here in their head. And one of my favorite sayings is, live in your head, you're dead. Because most people, when they overthink things in their head too much, it inhibits their ability to really appreciate things. They have to learn how to go from here down to here and experience the heart where love and gratitude and joy and happiness is found. So oftentimes people that overthink, they live, they're too analytical. You know, living in your head is always going to prevent you from experiencing the most that you want out of your life because your mind is always going to think, about and overanalyze an experience and prevent you from actually appreciating and feeling the experience. So understand the purpose of your mind. Your mind's incredible to learn, to study, to strategize, to plan. But your brain also is two million years old and it's also gonna look for, by default, negative things in life, things to protect yourself. Watch out for this, watch out for that. It's kind of like a bodyguard, you know, that if you walk into a room, a bodyguard is going to look for every possible threat, every possible danger that you could be exposed to. So they're going to look, okay, well, is there cameras over here? What's under this? Okay, what's over here? Okay, watch out for that. And that's what your brain does. It's like an overworried mother. If you pay attention to it too much, it's going to drive you crazy. And so understand the purpose of your mind and that your mind is not going to create fulfillment. It's not going to create happiness and joy. We can use our mind to achieve success or to strategize or to plan 
but we need to also master our emotional well-being. We have to learn how to calm our minds most often through meditation, through you know, being present, because oftentimes our mind, where does it live? The past or in the future? Versus the present moment, that's where happiness and joy is really found. So those are two different skills. Those are two different areas of life that you really need to master, put your time and your attention into really learning about. You know, oftentimes people can achieve success through really uh, utilizing their mind to be disciplined, to be focused, to strategize, to plan, and all of that, but they never learn how to slow down. They never learn how to take their time and to appreciate and enjoy the journey, to enjoy the present moment. They always need to be doing something, and they're always off in the future planning instead of enjoying and appreciating the present moment. So you don't want to be a human doing, you want to be a human being, right? So that's a master, that's a practice. And there's many ways that you can learn that. What else do you have to master? Well, you got to master your relationships. And when I look at relationships, those are intimate relationships, your romantic relationship. Your relationship is one of the most important areas of your life because it amplifies every experience of your life. I mean, think about it. Oftentimes when you have an experience, you learn something, one of the very first things that you want to do is to share it with someone else. Because by sharing it with someone else, it amplifies the experience within you. No different, I mean, if you went to a concert, right, or if you went to a sporting event, which you know we can't really quite do right now based on the circumstances of the world, but whoever goes to a concert or a sporting event by themselves, I mean, you're not gonna, if you go there by yourself, you might have one level of an experience, right? If you're there and you're watching an NBA championship game, or you're watching this incredible performance, you know, it might be one level of experience, but when you're there with 10,000 other people watching that game or watching that performance and everyone else is on, you know, is on their toes, they're, 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 they're excited, they're passionate, they're jumping up and down, they're screaming, they're clapping, that amplifies your experience, right? So relationships, the purpose of it is to amplify our experience of life. And you don't want to go through life alone. You want to, you're going to create success in your life. You're going to achieve and do incredible things and have certain experiences that you want to be able to enjoy and amplify with an intimate partner in your life. So intimate relationship, incredibly important. That's one of the most important decisions you're ever going to make in your life is who to spend your life with. You've got to learn, if you're single, how to choose the right person because the divorce rate is too high. It's something like 50% of marriages end in divorce. People that did not master that decision, obviously. They didn't master how to choose the right partner. They didn't master communication. They didn't master how to, how, to, how to create an extraordinary relationship of passion and love and intimacy. So that's a skill. That's something you're going to have to master. If you're in a relationship, then learning how to really master that to take your relationship to the next level so that you're not just complacent and just kind of succumb to the law of familiarity where if you're around something too much, often you take it for granted. It takes work to create that passion and to create an aliveness in your relationship. But also what I look at is their relationships, an intimate relationship, but then there's also the relationships with friends and family, right? And so you want to make sure that you learn how to communicate, how to attract the right friends, how to be a good friend, how to listen to people, how to communicate with them, how to make them feel loved, you know, and create an empowering ecosystem is what I call it. So that's also something that we got to master. We got to master our mission, our purpose, our career, our business, whatever that vehicle is for you, for you to have that sense of meaning and purpose in your life. For me, I, I look at what I do not as a job, not as a business, but as my purpose in life, my mission. When I use that kind of language, it amplifies my experience of it. Maybe you've got a job, right? Maybe you've got your career. But whatever it is, you've got you to master that. You want to be as great as you can be at that. That's, you're not going to spend a, th a third of your life working. You might as well make sure that you're doing what you love and that you're good at it. And you get a sense of contribution through what you're doing, right? Because your career or your mission or your business or your purpose can provide growth and contribution, which is what's going to help you feel alive in your life. So you want to master that. You got to put in the focus of that as well. It's an important area of your life. And it's also going to lead to the next one, the next area of life, which is financial abundance. You got to master your finances. We're all going to be making money in our lives. Most people don't know what to do with money. They don't know how money works. They don't know how to play the game. They're intimidated by money. They're afraid of making money. They feel guilty having money. There's a lot of self-limiting beliefs and associations that they have when it comes to money. 
So really learning how to master money so that your money can work for you to make you more money. And that money can be a tool that provides freedom for your life, that gives you more time. Or money perhaps can be a vehicle for you to contribute, make a difference in the world. Or money can be used as a tool for you to grow and improve yourself in life. Or money can be used as a tool for you to experience more by having, be able to travel the world and experience incredible things. Or money can be invested to make a greater impact in your business. But money is a very important area of life that we're going to be receiving it in our lives. We might as well make sure we know how to use it and how to have a better experience with the money in our life so that we don't get in debt, we don't suffer financially around it. Other areas of life are going to be your spiritual well-being. And for me, that's, if not the most important area of life. I mean, they're all very important. But for me, the spiritual part of my life, which is my connection with God, that's even more than the physical. Everything else is physical. And I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, if you have any, but I believe that there's a higher power. I believe in God, and I believe that um, I've been put here for a certain reason. And, I, you know, nobody has any um, evidence when it comes to spirituality, but we all have faith. Faith is when you believe when you don't have all the evidence to support it. Because if you wait for physical evidence to support everything, then you're also going to be limiting your experience of life. But more importantly, it's whether or not your belief systems, your spiritual beliefs serve and empower you in your life. And for me, my spiritual connection with God colors my experience in life in a very different way. It allows me to have a sense of meaning, a deeper sense of meaning, an unconditional source of love. And man, when you feel the power of God and you feel that love constantly in your life, it transforms yourself. It transforms your self-esteem and your confidence in who you believe you are. Um, but also helps you with the hardest times of your life to find an empowering purpose and meaning for it as well. So for me, my spiritual practice is thinking beyond myself, bigger than myself and bigger than my physical existence on this planet. And it also helps me to live my life with integrity, with honesty, with ethics, with high morality. And, um, you know, that's an incredible, uh, incredible gift to have for yourself and your existence while you're here on this planet. So there's all these different areas of our life that are important. They're all incredibly important. I mean, some of them are more important than others. I, I'd say that your physical body is one of the most important areas of your life. Without it, you know, all the money in the world is not going to do much for you. Uh, you know, even for example, having your mental and emotional well-being really dialed in, happy and joyful and grateful in your life. I mean, if you have all the money in the world, but you're depressed and you're miserable and you're stressed and you have anxiety, then what's it all for, right? If you have all the money in the world, but you don't have love, you don't have someone to share it with, you know, and that could also be with your kids and your family. If you don't have that, then you're going to be, you're not going to be rich. You're going to be poor. So those are the areas of life you really got to focus on. We all got to master it, but how do you master something? That's what I really want to focus on here today. I'm going to share with you 10 keys to mastering anything in your life. And of course, you can master, you can use this to master a skill set in your life. You know, if you want to get really great at a certain sport or a certain hobby or activity, go for it, whatever it is. But we can't neglect what's most important in life. I mean, these are universal areas of life as a human being that we're all that that's all part of our life. And why not maximize it? Why not maximize ourselves and what we can get from our time here on this planet? If you do that, you can li really live a legendary life, an extraordinary life that other people are going to be envious of. So let's dive in, take out a pen and paper, take out something to take notes with. And uh, I'm going to share with you a lot. So, and some of this you might already know. Okay. But that's fine because you know what the reality is when it comes to mastery? Knowing is not enough. <laughs> you can know what to do, but not do what you know. So we're going to get to this. Part of mastery is knowing something again and again and again and again until you're doing it and until you're living it. So if I'm sharing with you something you already know, then you better still be writing it down and, and focus on practicing it and mastering it until you really are living it in your life. Okay, so the first one, the first key to mastering anything, I'd say, is you've got to make it a study. You have to make it a study. Understand that anything that you want to master or be successful at, there's other people out there that have a further level of success than you do. There's other people out there that have already mastered it. And that if you want to master it, then you've got to make it a study. You've got to make it a practice. No different than when you go to university and you take a class and you go to that class every day, every week, and you're studying it and you're mastering that aspect, that area that you want to master. It's no different than anything else. 
But unfortunately, society, when you go to school, high school, university, they're not really helping us master the most important areas of life. They're trying to help us to master science and math and, and you know, English and algebra and things like that, that, you know, they have to a certain point a great utility in our life. I mean, learning how to count, learning how to do basic math is important. But at a certain point, not unless you want to be an engineer or a scientist or a mathematician, I mean, it's not really going to benefit you that much to go to the next level when it comes to math. Same thing with science. I mean, not unless you want to be a scientist, then, you know, learn, you know, learning the basics, there's utility to that. Learning how to read, learning how to write, there's great utility to that in all of our lives. But for most people, when they go to school, they're learning a lot of things that has no application, no utility to their life whatsoever. And it's a huge shame. So you can't depend on the education system or a teacher or even your parents to teach you that. You gotta take it as your responsibility to learn this stuff. And I wish they taught this more often in school, but they don't. So we've gotta learn and find other people that have what we want and study them. Okay, if you wanna create an amazing relationship, then find people that have an amazing relationship, an incredible relationship of love and passion and study them. Be around them. Make them your role models. Um, study if they have a book, if they have a course, whatever it is, to get some of what they have. If you want to be successful, then make success a study. If you want to build a great business, then study entrepreneurship. Study people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and Bill Gates and some of the greatest entrepreneurs throughout history. Read their biographies, learn their stories, learn the principles of business. If you want to be happy, then make happiness your study. Find people that are happy. Read books on happiness. Study everything that's available, all the literature, everything that's available that can help contribute to being more happy in your life. And you're gonna find when you make it a study, there's gonna be certain patterns, certain principles, certain repetitive universal truths that make up success in that area of life. If you wanna master your body, well, you can find personal trainers. You can find people that have the body that you want. You can find people that have the energy that you want, people that have the health and the vitality. And you can, there's so many different schools of thought, you could study all of them. You can watch documentaries, you can read books, you, you, you can take courses, you can hire naturopathic doctors, nutritionists. You, know, you, can, you, can, you can continuously study that and of course apply it to your life to get some of those results and some of those benefits. So whatever it is you wanna master, make it a study, make it a consistent practice in your life. So. For me, what I always do is I read books on the topic, okay? And, and oftentimes, by the way, when you study things, you wanna study people that are successful or have what you want, but also study people that are not successful, the failures, people that are not happy. You, you can learn from, when, from them what not to do, right? You're gonna notice certain patterns. People that are unhappy in their life, what do they do? They bitch, they complain, they whine, they always focus on what's missing in their life, they focus on what they can't control, they focus on the past, they always gossip and complain and make things a lot worse than they is, and they over-dramatize things. You know, there's certain things you can identify, okay, I need to avoid that, that's what I should not do in order to, uh, if I wanna be happy, right? I think one of the best ways to master anything, you might wanna write this down, the best way to master anything is to Put yourself in proximity consistently with someone that has the results that you desire. Put yourself in proximity with them. Spend time with them. Be around them. The more often you can do that, it'll rub off on you. Just through osmosis, you're gonna take on their beliefs, their values, their mindsets, the decisions. You can watch, you can observe them, and that will take effect and influence you as well. So for me, when I, when I find people that are extraordinary people in this world, I'm trying to make them my friend. I've got a, a friend in Australia, is, um, uh, and him and his wife, they have an amazing relationship, but I am so inspired by him because he's so happy. He's one of the happiest people that I know. And so a few years ago, I actually met this guy, by the way, because he had a YouTube channel. This is like back in 2012. He found me on YouTube and he interviewed me for his YouTube channel. And I did this interview with him and I was so blown away just by how happy this guy was. He was just so infectious. His level of joy and happiness and, and he was just so enthusiastic about life. And it really rubbed off on me. I was really impressed by it. And so I stayed in touch with that guy. I remembered him. I was like, man, that's someone that, 
You know, I got to be friends with on Facebook. I got to stay in contact with because I want some of what he has. And uh, in 2017, um, Tatiana and I went to Australia, which is where he lived. He's actually a Canadian, but his wife uh, is from Australia. So they were living there in Sydney, Australia. And so when I went there, um, I decided to meet up with him. And actually, funny enough, uh, this was 2017. I was doing this, these programs, Life Master Accelerator and Online Business Master Accelerator. But when I went to uh, Sydney, Australia, one of the challenges I had was that the internet, internet connection was so bad. I couldn't stream a video like this. And so I was really concerned about it. And so his name's Scott. Scott said, well, Stefan, you can do it in my office. I've got the fastest internet connection. You can come here. You can set up your camera. You can do your streams that way. And so he was an incredibly generous person. But um, I remember, you know, him and his wife, uh, Nicole, offered to take us around Sydney and, you know, just try to show us around. And they're so generous. They're so loving. And I interviewed him. I said, why are you so happy? You know, and he was a very spiritual person, uh, a Christian. And he said, Stephanie, you know, when you know God loves you this much, you're just filled up with so much love. And I remember just, you know, interviewing him and picking his mind. And he's someone, uh, you know, we've only kind of spent a limited amount of time together. We've gotten on calls at different points, but just such a beautiful person that when you find someone like that, you're like, man, that's someone that I want in my life. I cherish that relationship. I want to reach out once in a while. I want to send them a gift. I want to, you know, wish them happy birthday, happy anniversary and, and build that long-term relationship. Because I know if I'm ever back in Australia or him and his wife or where we are, then we've got that bond. And just by being around people like that, it's going to amplify me. So I do that for relationships, success, any area of my life. When you find someone, appreciate them and cultivate a relationship with them by oftentimes being a giver, not trying to take from them, be a giver, show appreciation, help them, stay in touch with them, um, you know, do things to, to, to show that you care and love them. And, and they're going to re- reciprocate that back to you. So uh, I think that's one of the best ways to study is by being around other people that have what you want. It's all about compressing time, right? Because we only have so much time. It takes a while to master something. The way that you master it faster, you got to compress that time. And the way you compress that time and sh- you shortcut it is by modeling success. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is to go deep. Whatever you want to master, you got to go deep on it. And you have to eliminate distractions and all the other fluff, all the things that don't matter as much. And you have to go deep enough beyond the surface to really master something. That's what really what mastery is. Now, most people, they stay at the surface. Most people, they do something for a while and they don't stick with it long enough to really master it. And the reality is anytime you learn anything new, you're incompetent. When you're incompetent with something, you're going to feel the most insecure, you're going to suck at it. You're not going to you know, be that good. You're not going to feel that confident in it. But it's not until you get past that a certain period where you become competent that you really get the results of whatever it is. You know, right now, uh, Tatiana and I are in Honolulu, Hawaii. I'm looking out right now at the ocean. Uh, the beach is a block away. And we've been learning how to surf. And when we go out surfing, at first, you're incompetent. It's stressful. It's challenging. Um, takes a lot of energy, a lot of stamina. You're sore. You're having to swim out there past the waves. And you're trying to catch a wave and you fall off the board. It takes a while before you get your balance. Now, if you just give up after a few attempts, you're not going to get the benefit of being competent at surfing. I'm not going to get the benefit of what it's going to really feel like and, and, and to get to that point where it becomes easy and enjoyable. You always got to understand there's four levels of learning. You might want to write this down. Number one is unconscious incompetence. Okay, unconscious incompetence is the first step of learning anything. Unconscious incompetence is when you suck at something but you're not even aware that you suck. Okay, which is a lot of things. A lot of things I'm not even aware that I suck at. I'm sure you know that as well. Level 2 is conscious incompetence. Now you're conscious, you're aware of your incompetence. You know, you you go out there on a surfboard And now you're like, okay, I now know I'm aware that I'm not that good at this. I'm now aware of, you know, what I need to work on. I'm aware of my weaknesses and my flaws and all of that. Okay. So that's, you're always going to go through that stage where you at least have awareness, which is powerful. Oftentimes you have a coach or someone that can point that out to you, or maybe you're trying to excel in your career, right? And you not, might not know why you're not succeeding. 
but you have to become aware and conscious of what your weaknesses and your flaws and where you're incompetent in what you're doing. The third level is conscious competence. Now you're conscious and you're competent at whatever it is that you want to learn or master. Now you have awareness of it. You have a level of awareness and conscious of what you're doing. So maybe I get to a point where I can ride, you know, ride the waves and on my surfboard and I'm on a much smaller board now as well, but I'm now conscious and thinking about, okay, here's how I pop up on the board. Okay, here's how I catch the wave. And I'm aware and conscious of everything. Step number four is unconscious competence. That's mastery. Now you're doing it, but you don't even have to think about it, right? If you look at a professional athlete or an Olympic swimmer or Olympian or a credible business person or a great speaker, they're not thinking about it. They're just now a natural. They can release all the thinking up here because often at a certain point, the thinking gets in the way. Like if you overthink your sport or overthink things, then it, it, you hesitate. You, you don't take full action. You're not in the flow state. And so that's the level four of mastery of what you need to get to where it's just automatic, okay? So most people, they don't go deep enough. They stay at the surface. Um, a great metaphor that I could give you is it's almost like swimming in the ocean, okay? A lot of people, they wanna swim on the surface. When you're on the surface, there's less pressure. You can just float there, you can enjoy the sun, but you're not getting the full experience of being in the ocean. Other people, they wanna go beyond the surface. They wanna scuba dive or they wanna snorkel. And by going deep in the ocean, you have a very different experience, don't you? A very different experience of the ocean because when you're on the surface, you don't get to see what's beneath the ocean. There's a different world under there. There's a different universe. And when you go deep into something, now you get to appreciate the reef and the coral and the different types of fish and the beauty of it and the just wonder and the awe of uh, you know being in the ocean. It's truly majestic. But by doing so, by going deeper, there's more pressure, there's more stress, there's a little bit more risk. But you gotta decide, are the rewards greater than that? And for a lot of people, they haven't scratched the surface of their health, of their relationships, of their happiness, of their joy, of their freedom, of their finances, of their potential. Most people, they die with their potential still intact. Not you, not me. We're gonna make a decision to master these areas of our life. So go deep and don't dabble. Don't just jump from one thing to the next to the next because to master something, you've gotta break past a plateau. You gotta break past that, that suck phase where you're incompetent that many people don't get past. And many people, by the way, they don't truly master things because it's just so much easier for them to put their time and their attention to things they already know or that they're already good at. Give you an example, I was at someone's house uh, recently, very successful with business, very successful financially, but struggles in their relationship. The relationship is a big struggle for them. I go over to their house, and often one thing I love to do when I go to someone's house, I like to look at their library. I like to look at their bookshelf because you can learn a lot about someone about their bookshelf. And I look and he's got all these great business books, many of which I recognize that I've read, books on business and finance and investing. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I can, I can tell why this person is successful in business. They made it a, a study. They put their time, they're, they're modeling success by reading and putting their time and their attention into it. But what I noticed though, is I didn't see any books on relationships. Huh, so I was like, no wonder why they're struggling in relationships. It's because they're putting all their time and they read and they study business and that's what they're good at, they have control over it, they get competence from it, significance from it, they have a lot of their needs met by it, but what, if they just put a fraction of that focus and they filled up their bookshelf with a few relationship books, would they have a very different relationship? Of course. You know, if they're struggling with health, well, why don't they have some health books, books on fitness, books on the physical body? Why don't they have some books on happiness and improving your mental well-being, right? So a lot of people, that's a big mistake that I see them make, is they put their time and attention to one area of life, but they neglect and avoid others, and the other areas of the life suffer, and it's because they're not putting the focus, they're not putting, if they just put the same attention that they did into that one area, they can get incredible results in any other aspect of their life but it requires you to go in that direction and get past that initial phase of not being good at something. Okay, you gotta embrace the student mentality. 
okay? And for me, you gotta humble yourself. Me, learning how to surf, I got a teacher. I'm learning how to golf right now too. I've got a teacher, I've got a coach. And I suck at it, you know? And it doesn't feel good, right? To get feedback or to be frustrated at times with it, but I know that's part of the process. That's part of being a, a beginner and part of being a student. And if I get past that, then I become competent. And then it becomes automatic and unconscious for me, okay? Step number three is repetition. Repetition is the mother of what? The mother of mastery. If you want to master something, repetition. You got to do it again and again and again and again and again. Because the more often you do something, what happens is you're forming nerve pathways in your brain. Neurons, which is a, a big word for nerve cells, when you, the more that, the more that, uh, the more that um, your neurons uh, fire together, they wire together, okay? So every time you use repetition to focus on something or to take a certain action in any part of your life, then your neurons are firing together. When they do, they wire together, they wire together, they wire together. The more often you do it, then it's wired together and now you form those grooves in your brain and it's so much easier and faster to access it. That's how you form a habit in your life. That's how you make something automatic and unconscious. There's a great book called The Talent Code that goes into the neuroscience of this a lot deeper. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So understanding that repetition is what's necessary to master anything. You can't just do it once or twice. You can't just do it a few times. You gotta do it again and again and again if you really wanna achieve a level of mastery. Now, oftentimes mastery is boring. It's boring, but you gotta embrace that. That's the only way you're gonna get good at anything in your life. And oftentimes when you're learning, you're gonna learn the same things over and over and over again. Listen, like when I pick up a book on self-improvement or on health or on business or on investing or finances, whatever books or courses or whatever I go through a seminar, most of what I'm learning in it is stuff that I already know, stuff that I've already heard again and again and again because pretty much all the other books talk about the same things. But when you do, that's a good thing because the more that I hear something, the more that you learn something again and again and again, then it's sticking more in your brain. You're integrating it, you're strengthening it within yourself. So you want that repetition. If you buy a course, if I say something to you and I've said it you know, 10 times, 20 times already, you've heard me say it again and again, then there's value in you hearing it from me again and again and again. There's value in that because every time that you hear it, it's gonna sink in a little bit deeper, but you're also gonna hear it in a different way. You're gonna hear it, it's gonna stand out to you because now you're at a different stage of yourself in your life. You know, just last weekend I went to a Tony Robbins seminar, Unleash the Power Within, for the eighth time. The eighth time that I've done that seminar. Uh, next week or two, I'm going to his Date with Destiny event for the third time. <laughs> you know, why do I do it again and again and again? Why have I read some of the same books again and again and again? Because every time I go through it, it supports the process of mastery. It sinks in a little bit deeper. I, I always get something new from it. You know, I hear it in a different way and it means something different for me because I'm in a different stage of my life now once I'm going through it. So there's tremendous value in that, okay? It's to go through something again and again and again. That's part of the process of mastery. You gotta embrace that and you gotta practice hearing it as if it's the first time you've heard it. Like when I'm going to a seminar, I'm writing things down that I've written down probably a hundred times. Stuff that I already know, but I, bring myself back to that state as if I'm a beginner, as if this is the first time that I'm learning this and I'm writing it down as if my life depends on it. 
that's the level of importance you have to give to what, what it is that you're learning, okay, if you really want to master it. Uh, Bruce Lee has a great quote that I love. He says, I do not fear the man who's practiced one, uh, 10,000 kicks, uh, sorry, I do not fear the man who's practiced 10,000 kicks once. I fear the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. Okay, that's what a master is. They practice that one kick again and again and again 10,000 times versus 10,000 different moves, right? So you want to master by having that repetition. Number four is to embrace discomfort. Embrace discomfort because discomfort is part of the learning process. It's part of the learning curve. In fact, at times you want to intentionally make it harder on yourself so that you grow faster. The only way you grow is through resistance, challenge. If you want to build a muscle and you do curls, if you just lift an easy weight, you could do 100 curls, you're not going to grow. You got to lift a heavier weight than what you can typically handle. And then you do 10 reps and you do 10 reps, that's how you grow is by challenging the muscle and going beyond what you're comfortable with. Even if you do 10 reps week in, week out, if you, you got to push beyond those 10 reps. You got to go to 11 reps, 12 reps if you really want to grow a muscle. Uh, and, and that's how you adapt. The body adapts. The mind always adapts to whatever stress and resistance that you put on it. So I can remember different parts of my life. I wanted to master something. I made it intentionally difficult on myself. So for example, um, I remember when I was single and I was really trying to master my dating life, my social skills, how to meet and attract women. And I thought, you know, what's the most difficult situation or environment I could put myself in to do this? And so I decided I'm going to go to nightclubs, but I'm going to go by myself because typically I'd go to a nightclub, I'd be with my friends. And when you're with your friends, it's a lot easier to approach a woman, but by yourself, man, that's a lot harder. You really got to manage your state. If you get rejected by someone, you're kind of going back to the corner all by yourself, kind of feeling embarrassed. You don't have that support around you. And uh, I also would challenge myself, no alcohol. I'm not going to use a stimulant. I'm not going to use a drug. I got to build not liquid courage, real courage, real confidence. So I put myself in a nightclub in a loud environment where it's so difficult to talk to someone. You had to really be project your voice. You had to learn how to communicate with your body language and you know being fun or playful. Get attend- You had to learn how to dance, get on the dance floor by yourself and approach groups of women. Sometimes approach groups where there's men and women in the group, which could be more intimidating. But I would purposely put myself in those situations. Why? Because the more that I did that, the more that I'd grow. I got so much more growth out of doing that than just being there with my friends or drinking alcohol or being in an easier environment. In fact, by doing it in the most difficult environments, the most difficult circumstances, what do you think happened to my game when all of a sudden I'd go back to being with my friends? Or all of a sudden now I go to a mall or a coffee shop where there's no loud music and they're not under the influence of alcohol and there's not all these things competing for attention and and all that sort of stuff. It became so much easier as a result of that. Just like if you lift 30-pound dumbbells and now you go back to lifting 20 pounds, it's so much easier a comparison because you've been lifting heavier. You've been handicapping yourself and making it more challenging. So it's the same thing. You want to think about how you can handicap yourself, make it more challenging so that you grow even faster and further. Um, as an example, for example, with like basketball sometimes, you know, people like Michael Jordan, they'll practice with a blindfold on or with their eyes closed, right? And if they can do it with their eyes closed, you know, making a free throw shot, then when they have their eyes open, it's so much easier. Uh, number five is fully immerse yourself in your learning. I think that immersion is one of the fastest ways to master anything. Um, oftentimes, when you just do something once in a while, you know, I'm going to spend 30 minutes a day and you know, do this here and there, it's going to take forever for you to really master something. If you immerse yourself in a weekend, you go to an event, a seminar, no distractions, your whole life is on pause, but you're there to master whatever it is you want to master, your growth and development will skyrocket. So for me, what I love is I like to find a retreat. I like to find an event. If I want to learn meditation, I can meditate 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, every day, and that's great. Or I could go to a 10-day silent meditation retreat like Vipassana, 10 days of meditating all day. Right? I'm going to accelerate my growth. Um, there's a lot of things I just mentioned. I just did a Tony Robbins seminar. Next, next week or uh, next weekend, 
or yeah, next weekend, I got two seminars. I got another Tony Robbins seminar and I've got a David Data seminar. He's uh, the man that wrote The Way of the Superior Man, uh, which is one of my favorite books. And uh, it's on relationships and spiritual intimacy. And he's doing a three-day event. The challenge was the three-day, they're both virtual events. The three-day event with him is on the same days as the Tony Robbins one. The Tony Robbins one's longer, it's six days. And so what I'm doing, both Tatiana and I, we're doing both events at the same time. We're going to be doing uh, kind of coming in and out. Like the, the, the David Data event goes from like 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., but the Tony Robbins goes from 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. So we're going to be doing 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. with David Data, and then the next five hours after that, we're going to be doing the Tony Robbins event. I've already done the Tony Robbins event. This is my third time doing it, so I know you know most of it, but there's certain parts of it I'm going to be immersing myself for two different events simultaneously. So... Uh, why am I doing that? I'm doing that because I'm not willing to settle in my life. I want to master and get as much as I can from these mentors and these people while I can here on this planet. And the more that I do, the more that my life grows and expands. And then what I've got going on uh, in February is I'm going to Sedona, Arizona, and I'm doing a seven-day event uh, called BioCybernaut. And BioCybernaut is during neurofeedback. It's rewiring the brain. And it's an immersive experience from morning till night. And it's a $15,000 event that I'm doing with Tatiana. And it's incredible transformations that happen as a result of that. But I'm doing that. And then in March, I'm going to Costa Rica for a mastermind event where I'm going to be surrounded with some incredibly successful entrepreneurs and spend time with them and mastermind and network with them and discuss ideas and possibilities in our business and sharing knowledge with them. So every single month, I've got something going on. I'm immersing myself and learning as much as I possibly can. Um, and I, I, that's on top of it, I'm reading books every day and going through different courses and whatnot, but the immersive experience is one of the fast ways to grow. Um, I've done that in business, going to business, you know, going through a course, for example, uh, go through the whole course in a weekend from morning till night, no distractions. I kind of treat it like a seminar. I find I get tremendous value of doing it that way too. Sometimes reading a book, I'll read that book for a whole weekend and just immerse myself in what I'm learning in that. It's really powerful how much you can grow and how much can get integrated in yourself when you fully immerse yourself. It's like learning a language. If you want to learn Spanish, you can take a class once a week or you can go to Spain, you can go to Mexico, immerse yourself in the culture. You're going to learn so much faster by being immersed in it fully. Okay, number six is to measure your progress. Measure your progress. You can't manage something if you don't measure it. Peter, Dr Peter Drucker said that. One of the great, he wrote a great book, um, called the, uh, uh, the Intelligent Executive or something like that. I forget what his book is called, but Peter Drucker is one of the greatest business uh, minds in the, in the planet through history. And he said, you can't manage something if you don't measure it. And if you think about it, if you measure something once a year, your goals, your health, your energy levels, your relationship, your business, your finances, if you measure it once a year, then you're gonna have at worst bad years. But if you measure something once a month, then at worst, you're going to have a bad month. If you measure something once a week, then at worst, you're going to have a bad week. If you measure something every day, then at worst, you have a bad day. So when you measure something, you're consistently putting your attention on it. You're consistently putting your focus on it. And when you focus on something consistently every day, then if it does drop down, if it drops below a certain standard, you can quickly do something within that day. If you only measure it once a week and it drops down, then you could do something every week to keep up and maintain that. If you only measure it once a month, you're going to have, you know, you're going to end up having to fall off track at times and get off course. And then, you know, once a month you can maintain it. But if it's once a year, oftentimes most people, they get way off track on their goals because they're just measuring it less frequently. So the more you measure it, the better you can manage it. So when, it, when you're trying to pursue something, like if you're trying to change your body, if you're trying to make more money, the more that you measure your progress, the more you notice it, the more that you can see your progress. If you don't measure it, you don't even notice it, right? And sometimes you gotta understand, progress is not just like this, it's ups and downs, ups and downs. I remember for me when I was doing fitness competitions, I was working out like crazy, I was restricting calories, and what I noticed was I was measuring my, I was weighing myself every day. I'd weigh, my, weigh myself first thing in the morning on an empty stomach, um, so actually after I went to the bathroom, I'd weigh myself 
so I can really see what my body weight is at the same time every day once I, before I put water in my body and after I go to the bathroom. And then I'd weigh myself throughout the day at different stages. When you're doing a fitness competition, you actually have to weigh yourself usually about three times a day for the, the week or 10 days before because you're actually trying to manipulate sodium levels and water retention so that you can look a lot better for your competition. You really have to measure to really know that when you put this food in your body, when you have a more salt, what does your body look like? And you're often taking pictures. You have a, a usually, for me, I had a, a, a coach and I'd have to send him pictures of myself, my body, first thing in the morning, midday, evening time, so that he can learn my body and I can learn a little bit more about my body. So you only do that by measuring your progress. So how do you measure yourself? You can journal, you can take photos of yourself. You know, I, for me, I journal each area of my life um, and, and, and I can go back and see where I was. You can rate yourself on a scale from zero to 10, your energy levels every day, your emotional levels of happiness and joy every day, right? You can measure and see where you're at. And then when you see, hey, you know what? My energy is a six right now. When you measure it, you can do something about it. I can bring it up to a seven. I can bring it up to an eight. If I don't measure it, I'm not aware. I'm not conscious of it. And I'm not going to be able to do anything to improve it and take it to another level. So measure things and break things down into bite-sized chunks so that you can measure on a consistent basis. Okay, number seven, a few more before we dive into the Q&A. Number seven is reward yourself. Reward yourself. Okay, whatever gets rewarded will get repeated. You gotta reward yourself. You gotta celebrate your progress. Now, most people don't even see the progress because they're not measuring it, right? So they feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm putting this effort. I'm not seeing anything from it. No, you gotta look at what you're getting from it, from the actions that you're taking. For me, when I was trying to build a business, sometimes it's hard to see the progress because sometimes progress is you go up and then you go down. Some, going back to weighing myself, sometimes I weigh myself and I'm working out like crazy and my weight went up. I'm like, what's going on here? So I, actually met, I realized I had to measure my weight. I had to measure my body fat by using a body fat caliper. I, I you know, had to measure by taking pictures as well and have different levels of measurement so I could see, hey, you know what? My weight might be going up, but maybe my water retention is going up. Maybe my, I'm getting a little bit more muscle mass. Right, I could do you know look at what my body composition is, and I realized even body fat calipers aren't the most accurate. So I started doing DEXA scans. Right, I found someone had a DEXA scan, so I could measure by bone density and my body fat and and uh, you know the fat that can be in your organs and whatnot as well. Um, so that helps you by measuring your progress to actually notice and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm improving a little bit here. I'm improving a little bit there. You can actually know if you have hit a plateau. Sometimes when you measure, like, hey, you know what? I might not be making more money. My business might not be growing, but I'm learning a lot. You can measure your learning. You can measure your knowledge. There's many things that you can measure that has tremendous value. That's why a lot of people, they say they failed at something instead of realizing when someone says they failed, they're only focusing on one part of the story. They're not looking at what they've learned and what they've gained. They're only looking at what their loss was. But if you look at what you've learned and the skills and the wisdom and the, 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 the work ethic and the qualities that you've, you've acquired in the pursuit of something, then it wasn't a loss. It wasn't a failure. But they're not measuring that. They're not measuring like kind of like a video game. If you ever play like a video game, like a role-playing game, which I used to love, you're this character in this world. You start at level one, okay? You, you, you go to level two, you go to level three, you go to level four, how? By gaining experience. The way you gain experience is you gotta fight the bad guys and you gotta, you, you, you've gotta get hurt sometimes and you gotta take a risk and sometimes you die or sometimes you get hurt really bad in the game but you're gaining experience and that experience allows you to level up. When you level up, what happens? Your character has different attributes, different character traits, strength, endurance, speed, intelligence, creativity, wisdom, you know, all these different attributes. And as you gain more experience, your strength goes up, your speed goes up, your intelligence goes up, and you eventually can get to level 100, right? And that's part of life. We are a character in life. This is not a video game. This is your real life. And you got to upgrade yourself. And sometimes you fail, but the failure is allowing you to upgrade yourself. You owe, everything is always upgrading you, but you got to measure it and pay attention to it, okay? So reward yourself by celebrating your success, giving yourself a pat on the back, celebrate your progress, do something for yourself. Even just acknowledging it is enough to reward yourself, just to acknowledge and say, hey, 
I made progress here. I made progress here. That feels good to acknowledge that within yourself. You can give yourself a pat on the back. You can give yourself a high five. You can do something for yourself, okay? But you got to reward yourself because if you just link pain to the process, you're not going to be motivated to sustain it. Number eight, you got to break past plateaus. You're going to hit plateaus. They're inevitable. You got to know that. Whatever it is that you want to succeed at or master, there will be a plateau. There will be a point where, man, you're, you're, you're taking action, but it's just not getting you to that next level. You got to anticipate plateaus. You got to know that they're part of the journey. And when you anticipate it, you're not surprised by it. Um, sometimes when you hit a plateau, you got to take a step back and analyze and really look at what you're doing because sometimes the level of thinking that got you to where you are is not the same level of thinking that's going to get you to where you want to go. So it requires a new level of thinking to get to the next level. Okay, You can get to this level. Like if you're trying to build a business, you might get to one level of your business by doing everything yourself, being a solopreneur. But guess what? At a certain point, you'll hit a plateau. To get to the next level, it's not more work. It's not more effort. It's working smarter. It's building a team. It's hiring people. It's delegating. That's how you grow and you scale beyond to the next level. right? So you got to know that, that there's limits sometimes to things. And sometimes you got to take a step back. So, for example, if you uh, know Tiger Woods, his story, one of the greatest golfers of all time, Tiger Woods, at one point, he was the best in the world at what he did when he was quite young at golf. And he wanted to be the best of all time. And he realized that he hit a plateau, that his current way of doing things, even though it's producing success to be the best in the world, was not going to get him to being the best of all time. So what he realized is that he needed to change his swing. He actually got a coach because often one of the best ways to identify a plateau is to get a coach, someone that's already been there or done it or can offer a different perspective, give you that feedback. The coach said you got to change your swing. Now, for him, it was a big risk to change his swing because his swing had gotten him to be the best in the world. So when he changed his swing, what happened was his skill set and his game went down. It dropped. Excuse me. And what happened was he got worse and everyone is criticizing him for it. All the media was attacking him and saying, you know, oh, he is just a one hit wonder. We knew he wasn't that good. All the negativity that comes with that. But he realized that sometimes you could take two steps back to take 10 steps forward. And so anytime you make a change, you go down oftentimes. But when you go down, now you are retooling and now it allows you to break beyond that plateau. And so that's what he did. And he went to another level beyond where he was before. So sometimes you got to take a step back. Sometimes you got to take a step back just to look at things from a different perspective or look at what you're doing and seeing what you need to change. Sometimes you need a mentor or a coach, someone who's a master to look at it, to see what you could do to go to that next level. Okay. You can't be too attached to your way of being. Okay. You have to be open to everything attached to nothing. So if you're so attached and fixed in your, your mindset around what you're doing and you're not willing to look at another perspective or try something different, then you're always going to be limited in that way as well. You've got to have an open mindset. Number nine is to be patient. You've got to be patient if you want to master something. Mastery takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. That's hard to understand in this world where most people are conditioned to get everything in an instant. You take out your phone, you get the answer in an instant. You know, there's so much clickbait. There's people have so much short attention spans with information and, and, and they're not really willing to master things in this day and age. So, and oftentimes, because people, they've overstimulated their brains with dopamine levels, which is the rewards, the reward, uh, you know, the, uh, the reward hormone in your brain, the neurotransmitter. And so most people, they have overstimulated that, that they can't stick with something long enough to master it. And so... You have to be patient. There's a 10,000 hour rule that typically they say it takes about 10,000 hours to master something. Um, Malcolm Gladwell wrote about that in his book. I think it was called Outliers was with the book that he might have mentioned that in, but 10,000 hours. Okay, so understand that's often about 10 years to master something. You know, for me, I've been focusing on self-development for over 10 years now. I've been focusing every day, learning as much as I can. I've been focusing on my business and creating YouTube videos. I've published over a thousand YouTube videos. I've been doing it for about nine years now, being a YouTuber, right? And I've been speaking for years before that. 
Um, and I've created hundreds, if not thousands of more videos in my courses and live streams that I've done and many other things. And so how you define who is a master, I don't know, that's for other people to define. When you have a mastery mentality, you don't ever think that I mastered it and now I'm done. You know, like LeBron James does not think I'm the master, that's it. I don't need to keep working on my game. I don't need to keep improving myself. No, mastery is a constant, never-ending improvement of that. So I don't know if I'm a master of it. I put in my 10,000 hours, but I'm going to put in 10,000 more. I'm going to keep growing, keep expanding, because I know there's so much more that I can grow and get better at what I do. Same thing in my relationships. I'm going to put that time. I'm going to put the, I'm going to read all the books. I'm going to study. I'm going to practice it. Do everything. That, that's a lifetime. And, and let me ask you this. What, 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 what do you really have that's better that you should be doing with your life? I mean, with your time. Like, really? Like, listen, if you're going to be in a relationship, you're going to be in a relationship with that person for the rest of your life, for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years of your life. Why not master it so that you can have the best relationship that you can have? If you're going to be spending a third of your life working a job, you know, or having your business, you're going to put in 40 hours a week, why not master it so that you can be as great as you can be at it? Because you're going to be doing that for 30, 40, 50 years, right? If you're going to be making money for your entire life, you know, by having a job, by receiving a pension or whatever it is, that's a part of your life. It's not going to go away. Why not master it? Like what else do you have to do with your time that's more important? Or your emotional well-being, your physical, you got this physical body for as long as you're here. Why not figure out how to use it? It's kind of like the equivalent, like more people, they know more about their computer or their phone than their own body. <laughs> you know, they know how to use that more. They know how it works more, more than themselves. It doesn't make any sense. So my question is, what, what else do you have? Like, you have to be patient with the process, but 10 years will go by like that. Might as well just be consistent, change what you're doing every day so that what you're doing is helping you master these areas of your life so that you get the rewards and the benefits you get from them. You get incredible rewards and benefits in your life when you put your focus and your attention to mastering these areas of your life that truly matter. So number 10, the last one is to pay it forward and to teach others. Pay it forward and to teach others. See, if you really want to master something, then teach it. Share what you're learning with other people. It's going to force you to get better at it. It's going to force you to learn it at a deeper level. It's going to force you to integrate it and it's going to force you to live it. So teaching and paying it forward. For me, I determined that these areas of my life are so important, I'm going to make this my business. I'm going to make this my career. Project life mastery. Because if I make this my business, then I'm forced every single day, I've got to learn more about how to improve every part of my life. And guess what? I'm going to spend my 40 hours a week or whatever it might be, teaching it and sharing it and paying it forward because by doing this and making this my career, I'm going to learn it more better my life, myself and I'm going to get the benefits, the rewards of it. And I can build this business that so happened that a lot of other people are interested and resonated with it as well. You guys being here in this program, that can also make a lot of money and have freedom and get the financial rewards from it as well. How cool is that? So I decided these areas of my life are so important. I need to learn it. I need to master it. Why not make it into my business? And I make it into my business and I teach it, I have a higher level of responsibility to have a higher standard in each area of my life, to be an example and to be a role model. So that's why I started Project Life Mastery and that's why I do what I do. And I'm going to continue, I believe, doing this for the rest of my life in some capacity. I don't know what that might look like, but I'm never going to stop improving myself. But that cherry on top, when I teach it, when I share it with other people, it helps me master all of these areas so much more versus... If I had this job and this job was, you know, being an engineer or being an accountant, okay, great. It's useful to master engineering or accounting that can make me a living. But if instead I make my career, my life and mastering life, well, I get a lot more benefits from that. Engineering and accounting only has, a, you know, a utility and benefit for that job and the service that you're providing for your, your employer. But the stuff that I'm learning not only do I make money doing it, but it also benefits my life. So that's why I decided to do that. So we're going to wrap up here and dive into the questions. Thank you for your patience with this video. I shared a lot with you, but I really wanted to help this sink home, sink deeper into yourself. But I want you to think right now, what's an area of your life that you want to master? What's an area of your life that you want to master right now? 
Is it your finances? Is it your career or business? Is it your emotional well-being? Is it your happiness? Is it your body? Is it your spirituality? Is it your relationship? What do you really want to master right now? And I want you to think out of the 10 keys that I've shared with you, what are some of the ones you really got to practice most? What do you got to remind yourself of? What do you got to go deeper with? You know, maybe it is getting a coach, getting a course, going on Amazon, getting a few books this weekend. You know, what are three books on health that I could buy and I'm going to read over the next three months, right? Or maybe there's a personal trainer that I could hire. Or maybe there's a naturopathic doctor or nutrition. Maybe some testing, maybe some blogs and YouTube videos and channels that I can follow and consume on a regular basis. I can read every day. You know, or maybe I got to go deeper with this. Maybe I've got to challenge myself a little bit more. Maybe there's like a retreat or a seminar or an event I can immerse myself in. You know, what what would it be for you? There's got to be something. Maybe you got to measure things a little bit more often yourself. Okay, maybe you got to reward yourself along the way. What can you do to reward yourself? So I want you to think out of the 10 keys that I gave you, what are some of those that you got to focus on a little bit more? Because you get these 10 keys down, you can master anything in your life, anything. But if you don't, then you're going to remain a dabbler in everything in your life. You're not going to get the full rewards. Yeah, you're going to make progress, and that's great, but you're not going to be a master. It's going to take a long time for you to master it. If that's the case, if you just do something once in a while, you don't make it that study. So think about one area of your life you really want to master, And out of the 10 keys, what are the most important ones? What's one or two or three that you really got to go deeper with that you might struggle with? That's your assignment for today. Thank you guys so much for participating in this with me. And uh, let's dive into your questions. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.